You're listening to community-supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org. Acaville, the only place where drums are replaced by boots and cats. At the top of the hour this hour, Voices Only 2016 is out. With 38 tracks on two volumes, the newest installment of Voices Only has been released by its eponymous parent company. Four high school groups are represented, Vocal Rush, 11th Hour, One Voice, and Tag, among the many collegiate groups. Included are well-known groups like the SoCal Vocals, Voices in Your Head, Beelzebubs, and Whiffin' Poofs. Also on the compilation are lesser-known artists like Wright State's Ethos, University of Chicago's Run for Cover, University of Michigan Compulsive Liars, and the Miami University Open Fifth. What they all have in common are great tracks, and you'll find them on the compilation, and of course, right here at Ockerville. Hello, Acaville fans. Welcome to Tacapella. I'm your host, John Lampus. Today, I am joined by my good friend, Alex Lukey. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Alex. It's going really well. How's it going for you? Going pretty well. School's going great. School's going great. The year's just started off, I believe. Yep. Four weeks in. Uh, almost get into midterms, actually. Ooh, that... I don't... Don't talk about that. That is disgusting. I don't even <laughs> want to hear about that. So, uh, Alex, can you tell people just a little bit about yourself? Obviously, I know you, but tell the fans and the people listening about your kind of career and your experiences with acapella, just so we get a sense of who you are before we dig into this week's topics. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I'm a sophomore. I'm a member of the Timberman Acapella on the campus of University of Puget Sound. Uh, I, I'm a baritone voice part. I also sing in the Adelphian Concert Choir on campus. Um, I guess my acapella experience has been pretty limited. I really didn't start singing until um, eighth grade uh, when I was joining my church choir, and that's kind of how I got my start. Um, And so that's kind of gotten me to where I am today. Um, And voice lessons at campus have really gotten me to be like more out there and wanted me to to join an acapella group um i really like to have fun and um but i also take things seriously and so i think acapella is a great mix of that and so that's why i joined Zimmerman. yeah so in case uh listeners don't know which i'm sure they do because i talk about it all the time timberman was the group i started at the university of puget sound and basically uh alex auditioned for me as well um as a few other people have been on this show in the past and he had a very good audition, very good motivation, all that stuff. So obviously he's in the group and now he is the president of the group. You are <laughs> That's running, right. running the show, which is super fun. So Alex, this is your second semester in Timberman, correct? Uh, second semester as a active full, member. full active member. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So, uh, just to give uh, people a background on Alex and the Timbermen and how that all came about, basically, I because we've had we've had quite a few of the Timbermen on before. We've we've now had you, we've had uh, and three other people. Basically, me and my co musical director were leaving in the middle of the year. So when we were doing because we were graduating, when we were doing uh, auditions, we were looking not just for someone to join us for that semester, but also to join midway through the year and to uh, kind of take over from us so we didn't have to do auditions in the middle of the year when it's awkward. So uh, Alex and another person who's been on the show before, Wyatt, they both auditioned for us and they got in. 
with the whole thing being, hey, you're in the group. You just start singing second semester once uh, me and uh, Greg, my co-musical director, uh, graduate. So, uh, Alex, I'd love to talk to you and just kind of get your sense about, you know, you're, you're, you're on the younger side. You're a wee one. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, something that is common with a lot of first-year students who are going to college or university, and when they're joining an acapella group, they're not just looking – at it as a musical group but they're looking at it as a social uh social a place of socializing and a group to get to know and i'm just kind of curious the impact that uh ufl because i i wasn't in an octal group my freshman or sophomore year um and i'm really curious and i think other people would be too the impact and what it was like being in an acapella group coming into campus and not coming into campus short getting getting into one shortly after you came on campus and how that kind of shaped and affected your social experiences as a freshman in your early years of school yeah sure uh absolutely so um just on a personal basis i tend to have um smaller group of friends small mm-hmm. close friends um and just really Timberman. short really tiny people yeah small small people typically under five foot <laughs> no um yeah i tend to have a, a close group of friends um and granted i didn't really know too much about acapella on campus going into this but mm-hmm. um at timberman after talking to john for a little bit um after he got me to persuaded me to come over because he had donuts um, that's we're gonna talk about recruiting later people <laughs> have like every campus usually has like a club like rush or club day or whatever people sign up just put donuts out you'll get so many signups it's it's an amazing tool honestly um but after talking to john about this um it was i loved the idea of a small kind of doo-wop group um that also throws in more modern stuff um because i mean part of the fun of acapella for me is going back to doo-wop because i mean like when I, I don't know about any of you out there, but when I think of acapella, I think of like Shaboom and Come Go and some of those older classic pieces. Um, and so that was one of the draws for me as far as the social aspect is having that small, like unified group that was really into the music and um, just getting to know each other and kind of being bonding over this is pretty, uh, pretty good draw, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And I think... You know, we've talked on this show uh, with past guests about the pros and cons of small groups versus large groups. And, you know, I'm just in regards to musical, like the musical perspective, I really like small groups because I feel like literally my voice matters more. But I think you've touched on something really important in regards to the social aspect of, you know, you really there's if you're in a group of four or five, you get to know everyone really well. It's not like, oh, yeah. oh I, well, I never really talked to that person. They're in the group, but I don't I don't really know them. And um, I'm curious, Alex, what kind of just as like a social experience on campus uh, what did you feel that Timberman kind of gave you? Because, you know, everyone gets involved in clubs and groups and stuff. And, right. you know, going into your freshman year at a new school is um, at a college is ridiculously daunting and ridiculously scary, I think, for a yeah. lot of people. And I think Absolutely. an acapella group is a really good way to kind of get your foot in the door and be like, hey, look, OK, I have some friends. Look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I my first semester um i spent a lot of time just hanging out in the dorms and not socializing that much Mm -hmm. um 
and I think for me it's important. I I'm I'm an RA this year, so I see a lot of first years, and I can recognize some of the same pot- patterns in some of my res- residents. Excuse me. Um, and sometimes it's important to kind of force yourself out there um, and make those social interactions happen, mm-hmm. um, whether that's joining a club or just like forcing yourself to spend some time in a populated area like the cafe or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know I was kind of n- very nervous to uh, be doing anything like an acapella group, but also I thought it necessary for myself mm-hmm. um, to get on campus. Um, yeah. And I'm really glad I did. Um, Wyatt that we, we keep mentioning Wyatt um, he's probably my closest friend on campus now and I mean I wouldn't have really talked to him that much outside of Timberman and out Delphians so I'm super glad that I made that jump yeah absolutely I think uh, another thing that's really nice is that uh, and I never again I never really got to experience this but I've heard this from people is that um, and this this might be something more com- uh common in bigger groups but small groups too depending on the ages is that you get to know people uh outside of your grade uh especially like i got through tournament i got to know like uh freshmen my senior year who i probably wouldn't have known or just like people and and vice versa freshmen got to know me and other people in the group and i think it creates kind of a cross generational uh social situation bringing different uh age groups together and that can be really nice you know there's i'm there's a ton, and I'm sure this is something uh, everyone can relate to. It's like Saturday night, you're at a new school, and you're not really sure who to hang out with, and you're not, <laughs> you don't really have plans. And it's kind of nice to have a uh, in and kind of have because it's. I think it's different when you join an acapella group than when you join just like a club because like yeah. if you're just like let's say I join like the film club, that's nice, but I'm not. I might not bond with everyone in that group, and I might not. Mm-hmm. I'm not really forced to bond with them in a sense right. i have to like in an acapella group i have to work with them and get to know them and get to know their voice which is a very personal manifestation um of their music making ability and their just natural instrument and i think you know i joined clubs my freshman year but I, I think i was in like the music ed club but i didn't necessarily like if i was kind of bored on a saturday night didn't know what to do i wasn't messaging people from the music ed club hey let's go hang out um, and I think from what I understand, people have said, you know, when you're in an acapella group, and this is definitely something I experienced, obviously, in my later years, I felt it, I definitely felt comfortable reaching out in a social, social situation to people in Timbermen and people in that group, because I had created a bond with them, even maybe if like, even if maybe I didn't like them, I, I liked everyone in Timbermen, but like, even maybe if I hadn't, there's still, I'm still bonding with them through making music, which not all clubs put you in a situation where you're kind of forced to bond. If I was in like the film club or whatever, I wouldn't necessarily be like, unless I like found a really close connection with someone in that group, I don't think I would necessarily be super tight with them as I would in an acapella group. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. I think knowing just the Timberman, um, we're, we're associated with a lot of different, um, groups on campus, whether that's Greek life, whether that's just within the music department or the business department, we have a lot of different connections. And then sometimes those don't always um, meet. Meet. And it's really interesting when you bring a group of guys together like this, um, like how that bonding happens and like how strong those bonds, how strong and how fast those bonds can form. Like um, Jace, another member, um, 
I really like Jace. Uh, at first, I didn't quite get to know him very well, and I was kind of a little off-put by him, but that's <laughs> not... He does neither here nor there, but now I say hi to Jace all the time. I, I run into him very often. I don't know whether that's because scheduling's different now, or if it's because now that I'm, I know him, I'm more likely to run into him because I'm actually looking forward, mm-hmm. forward to seeing him. Um, and so that's a great thing. Um, yeah, and the, again, bringing back the size, like it's really easy to get to know someone when you're in such a small setting. Yeah, and it's really powerful. I find. Yeah. And I think, and I kind of hinted at this earlier, when you're in a small group and you're not just thinking about, and, and this is the big thing, this is why I like small groups better than big groups. When I'm in a big group, I think of, let me match with the ensemble. Let me blend into the ensemble. Mm-hmm. But when I'm thinking in a small group, I'm thinking, let me blend with this person and that person right. and that person. Like I feel more about, uh, I, I, at least for me, I focus more on the individual musical connection between me and other people. Like, oh, I have this little harmony kind of sort of duet thing here with this guy. Let's <laughs> like focus on that. And then, ooh, I go into the background here and I kind of have something similar with this part. And I think even though there's less, it's because you all have a bigger responsibility for the sound of the group. And because you, it's, honestly, I think it's less about this idea of like, let me blend into, quote unquote, the ensemble and this uh, kind of mm-hmm. weird uh, concept of an ensemble sound as opposed to like a group of individuals coming together to make an ensemble sound. I think it's uh, a really fun way to bond with people and something that you don't get to do in in even in larger groups even in groups of like nine or ten but when it's like four five and six it's it's a very unique musical and social experience that i think has a lot of benefits Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah um uh when you're focusing on personals yeah it's great for musically um being able to say like hey i know what jace's voice sounds like and i'm not quite hearing that so much like this isn't being emphasized as much as i think it should be mm-hmm. or um like i think we're a little we're, we're a little tired today mm-hmm. and i can tell that based on just the timbre. yeah just because of less people you are literally having di- much more direct interactions with everyone else way 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 more there's a lot that's a lot higher accountability for sure yeah it's accountability and it's also just like personal interactions i think and i think we've said that multiple times but i i can't stress that enough and i think that's something that you know there are a lot of people it's the beginning of the year that might be thinking about making their own group or joining a group and i just want to emphasize the uh social aspect of a smaller group and what that can offer um because i think it's something really special and alex you kind of hinted at something that reminds me of uh you know you and i are both uh, members of sigma alpha epsilon and uh the fraternity and you know we're talking about uh acapella groups bringing people together from different sides of campus that Mm -hmm. don't normally get to me like i got to know people from the risby team or people from another fraternity that i didn't really know and i think it's really and that i got to know them through in timberman i think that's i think that's pretty similar to uh greek life in a sense and i think they serve somewhat similar like i've I have comparing Greek life and acapella, I definitely got a similar sense of like brotherhood and bondedness between members and like, this is our group, this is their group. And that's, and that's, you know, not always great. Like uh, this, uh, us against them sort of mentality, but it definitely felt uh, similar in regards to even choosing members and like, okay, is their Mm -hmm. personality going to kind of fit 
with the group? Are we going to be a successful whole with this person in it? And I've, um, I'm just wondering what comparisons you might have noticed between uh, your Greek life experience and your acapella experience. Because I think at some schools, like an acapella group is just kind of like, yeah, we just come together and sing. It's not necessarily seen as like a family. And that's while, and that's, you know, Greek life and acapella culture are completely different on every single campus. And I'm interested to see the comparisons you might have seen or felt between those. Because I've definitely... I didn't realize it at first, but I definitely was kind of like, hey, there's there's definitely a connection here in regards to yeah. how I think about un- group unity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, as you said, like, there's almost a similar process to, like, rushing, I would say, whereas, like, for on club day, um, you're seeing people that you've probably seen around campus, but you didn't know were involved in this group necessarily. So you're like, oh, I didn't know you were a singer. And then you have a conversation based off that, and it's great. Um, you ask, like, you're like, hey, you know, you really seem like you're interested. I already know you. You seem like a great person. Would you be interested in auditioning? It's a quick, easy process, you know. Um, we're just here to have fun. We just want to listen, see how you sound. We'll mm-hmm. keep in contact. Um, and I think on that level, it's very similar. Yeah. And so you get to kind of choose those personalities that you feel like would best you'd best click with. And um, it's yeah, on that front, it's great. And then from then on after, um, it's not quite as bonding. It's not quite as um, what's the word? Per- a permanent a bond, I suppose. Like you can leave a group at any time, mm-hmm. whereas Greek life tends to be a little bit like you can leave, but that's a little bit of a bigger decision. Yeah. Um, but I think. Some of the great things that are also in comparison is right after rehearsal for Timberman, at least, we all go and get dinner because we mm-hmm. have auditions or we um, have rehearsal right around like before dinner time. Mm-hmm. And so it's great. Like we bond with the singing and then right after we have food and yeah. laugh and talk. It's, it's a great time. Um, one of the things that I feel from um, – seeing this in Greek life on campus is that one of the big bonders is living together. Yeah. And that can really um, either weaken or strengthen, usually strengthen relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not necessarily something that acapella groups have. But Well, that, apparently at some schools, they like there are like similar like live-in requirements. There's like a group house and stuff like that. I've never met any groups that do that. I'm sure there are. If there are listeners, like, please message us about us because that'd be super cool to hear about but i know what you mean i was like i i think it's you know there's five people in a group i think it'd be kind of weird like yeah you have to live in the timberman house like your sophomore year or whatever <laughs> i just it'd feel a little weird yeah um but at the same time so we're not living together but we're not also having these forced interactions we're spending yeah. time together because we want to spend time with each other yeah. um so that's i i really appreciate that it's i i don't know it's really cool i yeah. really enjoy it Absolutely. And I shared uh, a wall. I lived uh, right next door to the company school director, Greg, and it was so nice when I could just like go next to be like, hey, we totally need to change this about an arrangement. We're like, ooh, what do you think of this song? And I'm like, hey, help me dictate this or hey, I have this idea. And I think, uh, you know, this all comes back down to what we've been talking about this whole time is regards to small groups and the idea of proximity and just how that kind of defines it socially, musically. Uh, from other uh, situations because I don't think there's like there's probably not a campus like a standard campus club that only has like five members like I feel right. like there's not a film club or a, or a music ed club or a biking club that's only that small group of people so when I think you have something that's set to be that small it's very very unique compared to the other stuff going on campus right 
Okay, awesome. So we're going to take a quick little break here on Tagapella, and we're going to listen to a tune uh, that's one of Alex's favorites. It is Mr. Sandman, originally by the Cordettes, performed here by the Flirtations off their album 3. We're going to take a listen to that, and then we're going to be right back here on Tagapella. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest boy that I've ever seen. Give him two lips like roses and clover. Then tell me that my lonesome nights are over, Mr. Sandman. I'm so alone. Don't have a boyfriend to call my own. We're desperate. Please turn on your magic beam. Mr. Sandman, bring us a dream. Mr. Sandman, ooh, bring me a dream. I hope she's loaded with self-esteem. Give her a lonely heart like Pagliacci. But not as closeted as Liberace. What a big old queen. Mr. Sandman, come on and bring us a heave. One with a basket of flowers for me. Oh, won't you please turn on your magic beam? Mr. Sandman, bring us. Please, please bring us, Mr. Sandman. Bring us a dream. A dream. A dream. Mr. Sandman. Yoo-hoo! We want a queen, but with a power stroke like Billie Jean King. Give her a pair of arms like Navratilova. I'd serve in Bali till the night was over, Mr. Sandman. Sandman, I need a man. I said, I need a man. No one psychotic or Republican. Someone who will make a scream. Mr. Sandman, bring us. Please, please bring us, Mr. Sandman. Bring us a dream. A dream. Mr. Sand. Person. Bring us a You're listening to community-supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org. Acaville, giving listeners worldwide something to sing about. And welcome back to Tacapella. Ooh, very good radio voice there. I always, <laughs> seriously, like, Esquire, add a minute to each of these uh, recordings, because I always compliment people's radio voices when they bring us back in to talk about uh so alex you know i think the situation that you and i uh were in in regards to you kind of taking my place as the baritone in or one of the baritones in timberman uh, halfway through the year and stuff like that and 
you kind of uh, taking over and you're, you're kind of, you coming into the group after, you know, quote, the creator had left and you kind of having to just move forward. It's no longer coming from just, you know, my ego. Um, <laughs> um, I think that brings up a really interesting question of legacy and, and maybe not like necessarily legacy, but more like tradition. And I think that it's, it's, it's a tricky thing. A lot of people grapple with. I know there's a uh, group who I know that will remain unnamed, but like the um, founder of it, like is really like, He's like one of those uh, parents who I think tries to live vicariously through their kids. And uh, he's like uh, re- he's like doing a lot of the stuff for the group, even though he's not physically in the area. He's trying to market, but he's not like around. So that doesn't really work. Stuff like that. And it's kind of an, I think it's kind of an unhealthy uh, creator um, slash alumni uh, current group relationship. But I think that brings up uh, a lot of questions. And hopefully I'm not that. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I think... You know that it just like, hearing about that and thinking about the group. I think that brings up something about legacy, and uh, it's you know since I have you on the show, I think it's something to talk about in regards to hey, this is how I created the group. These are things that I kind of had set in stone for the group. Mainly being the one thing is that the group should my like as I when I left, I was like the main thing that I was saying to the uh, leaving members um, was like it should always just be one on a part. Don't start unless it's like for one or two songs like always have that be like the core thing of the group. But other than that, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, and then I set other things like do a guest artist every semester, do these kind of performances, but overall that's completely out of my hands and it's completely up to you guys. And right. it's, I think that puts you in a really interesting situation of, um, okay, mom and dad are gone. Like let's, <laughs> let's do a crazy house party or just, just in the sense of making something your own. And I have like a very specific vision for uh, the group as it was uh, during you know Puget Sound 2013, 2014, 2015. But you you know you're looking into it and you're looking you're taking that same group with different members and looking at its place on campus 2016, 2017, and you're kind of figuring out okay, what do we want to change? What do we want to do? How do we want the group to evolve? And how do you deal with the concept of legacy? And especially for such a young group, that's really right. uh, you don't have as much like compounding over time it's it's still very fresh and i'm just interesting uh interested and you can say things that'll hurt my feelings it's okay like <laughs> yeah as soon as john left we just like changed the colors and we changed the name we're just called the bros now it's pretty cool um god that would be awful uh, but i'm interested to think just to hear your thoughts on that and how that's a what how you deal with that concept um yeah well i mean Originally, we thought we were going to be totally fine um, once the transition, the quote mm-hmm. unquote transition happened um, last year when uh, in the second semester when me and Wyatt stepped in um, because we had five guys, soft, two sophomores, three freshmen. And we thought, wow, we're going to be set. We can just work with what we got here. Yeah. We're going to be able to move forward for the next three years. Yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> Little did we know one of our members was going to have to leave school mm-hmm. the replacement we found from was also going to leave school at the end of the semester so our temp- temporary replacement was even not great yeah and so in regards to in regards to time he's a great singer yeah no he's he's a really good singer <laughs> yeah. um and so we found ourselves in this sticky situation of okay so our expectations have just been shattered so yeah. we're gonna have to pull ourselves together for this semester 
also next semester or next semester we have to figure out what we're going to want to be doing for the next over the next three years um, in order to reset what we thought we had and kind of reestablish ourselves because yeah. after that kind of a, like shift um, it's really hard to, to like be out there and going to all these different like going out and just singing in different like freshman dorms or just in public because all the people that were supposed to know the songs are now having to catch up and learn. Yeah. So we don't have the foundation or the um, memory base to just go out and do those yeah. kind of things. Cause I, I remember when I was, uh, as I kind of set things in place for, as I left Timberman and uh, when Greg and I left, um, I was kind of like, okay, let's give them like a really strong foundation to, to leave them with. So, you know, you, you aren't just like handed the keys to the car and say, okay, go drive down the highway and, you know, mm-hmm. and back. So you kind of have time to build into it. Just kind of like I did. We had a semester where we weren't really performing or we just figuring out how to get everything going. And, you know, we, I was okay. There's going to be a, a musical director who's going to be instead. Someone's going to cover logistics, blah, blah, blah. And they're all going to be younger. So it's going to be great. But then when that's completely, when, even with just when it's a small group, when one person leaves, because uh, right. you, you guys weren't planning on having to do auditions for the next year, and that no. was something you, uh, you know, you had to kind of throw together. I'm like, okay, we gotta create a marketing. You know, how are we gonna brand? How are we gonna make ourselves look to the campus community? What are we gonna sing at this? Blah 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 blah. And I think, uh, and we're gonna talk about recruiting a little bit later. But I think when you're kind of trying to say, okay, are we gonna be? Are we focusing on performing? Are we focusing on? Uh, recruiting, and that's such a big part of the beginning of the year for acapella groups. Just having to switch from one to the other, it it totally throws thing. It totally throws a wrench in things. Yeah. Um. I mean, luckily, we actually ended up with a pretty good group this year. Yeah. And I'm pretty excited for it. Um. Again, but we're still we're still having to reset all of these these things. We have obviously like the constitution with like one person to part probably should have a guest artist once a semester um these kind of things like how we are what our dress is you know yeah part of that um and so that really helps um but yeah we're just kind of re almost reinitiating ourselves um uh, because we have such a different group dynamic now um it's it's a great experience i think for me personally just being able to learn how to like roll with the punches yeah. you're given you're given these expectations um they're not things kind of don't go a little haywire um but now you're regrouping um literally yeah <laughs> and um yeah it's it's really nice also having you john our founder yeah. um still relatively active um because we can be like yo so this is happening mm-hmm. um and I mean, you were around for this kind of stuff yourself. Like, what did you do, and what were the lessons that you learned? Um, we might not. We might ultimately take a different approach. Yeah, but it's good to see what's what's been the group's kind of approach before. And something I say, like, hey guys, I think you need to do this. You might be like, well, you know, that was that was in your generation, old man, and now we're we're taking over. But in in a sense of just like, it's when I say, and it's all from a perspective of Puget Sound from 2011, 2015. And, but, it, and I think it's good to know about that stuff and good to mm-hmm. see how those tactics and all those things fit in. I do think it is, uh, it is good to have a healthy relationship with alumni, not just me, but you know, there are other people uh, right, right. Um, 
uh, who are in the area who can help out and stuff like that. Uh, Greg, the co-musical director I mentioned. Um, but it is, you know, I think, I think every group has to take time to kind of examine what is their relationship with their kind of past in a sense, the ghosts of right. your past. Do we like, do we want to have, you know, one of the, the I mean, the, if I just list off the things that I kind of set for Timberman that I just was like, I hope these things always stay the same is that, um, there's always one on a part. There's, uh, unless it's just like a dumbling for a four part song for like one mm-hmm. time, uh, p- please do like not definite, but do a guest artist every semester. Cause that really differentiates it. And then the big thing was the core of the group was like, because it's smaller and more portable, just become a bigger part of the campus community. Those were like the main things. I just kind of like mainly just the one on a part and the smaller group become a part of the campus community. Those are like the main things I was like, here is what I hope happens with the group. And, uh, and, these are the things that I, and those were things that I thought um, were pretty like they wouldn't, I feel like those are things that wouldn't necessarily need to change over time. Like maybe the colors will change in the t-shirts and the logo, maybe even the name or something like that. But those, that was kind of what I said is like, I think these things can stay and I don't think people are going to have an issue with them right. um, still being part of it. Cause I remember I spoke to, um, the founder of the other group on campus, uh, another group on campus, the first acapella group, Underground Sound, and uh, they were talking about, I guess it was originally founded as Underground Jazz, and I guess they kind of had instruments before, and his whole thing was like, you know, it's a totally different beast than what he created, and his whole thing was, as long as it's still going, I'm fine. And I was kind of like, in some form, and I was kind of like, I don't know how, like, if I, I don't think that's an approach I could, uh, I don't think I view stuff the same. If Timberman was a totally different beast, um, but the, and it became something different. Uh, I would feel kind of like, Oh, I don't, if you became a, you know, a 20 person group with whoever could join, you know, you know, something's radically different. I would definitely feel kind of like, Oh, what are you doing? But then again, <laughs> I'm not on campus and it is ultimately comes down to what the people on campus, the people who are singing the group and going to rehearsal, you know, every couple of days and putting in the work to have it still be a group. It's up to them. Yeah. So I think, you know, legacy and because uh, I've definitely looked at groups that like, oh, maybe I want to join that group, but I would totally change this, this, this and this because I hate the name and I hate the structure and I don't like this. And I think and that I'm sure would not. I don't think anyone can just go in a group and be like, yeah, I'm going to change everything. Um, <laughs> uh, the kind of new minds and new thoughts coming in, I think those are incredibly valuable and to always be kind of on the cutting edge and thinking of, okay, what's, what's, what are we doing looking forward? Can we, what's our relationship with our past and our founders and stuff. And for some groups, like, you know, there are plenty of groups who they don't know who their founders were. They were like, you know, a hundred years ago, others it's it's three years ago. Um, So I think, yeah, (laughs) not Um, many just us. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, on UPS. Yeah. Just, just you guys. Um, So I think that's just a really important thing to consider. Ultimately it comes down to uh, what you guys want to do. And um, I think it's, I think it's just something every group needs to take time to kind of examine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Like even just with music stuff, like if for nothing else, you're just like, Hey, what, repertoire did you do um just like mm-hmm. kind of because that's for an acapella group the that's, music is yeah. kind of the basis of everything yeah. so like just going back and looking at old repertoire like where did we start mm-hmm. um because i know originally we were a do do op pretty much only it was pretty much barbershop and doo-wop originally 
like and now we've kind of come off yeah. a little bit where i mean we still for sure always do at least two or three pieces yeah. of doo-wop barbershop um but we also do, are now um broadening our bases yeah. and like trying to reach out to the campus community because like while we find doo-wop and barbershop super awesome super cool mm -hmm. and i know a lot of other people do not everyone's want, going to want to sit through a 30 piece, a 30 minute set, <laughs> 30, pieces, of geez. 30 piece file. Yeah. Oof. A 30 minute set of just that music. Yeah. Some people want some kind of variation and a lot yeah. of people want something that they've heard before and is like recognizable. And so they can kind of be like, yeah, I, they did a good job of that. Yeah. Song. And I think, um, your comment about like kind of, and that was something that I kind of sort of started. I, we, um, in the first two semesters, there were generally older tunes than my last, the later two semesters were definitely much we did we always did at least one barbershop and one doo-wop tune and the the uh ending song of the group shaboom is a doo-wop tune um uh we always did at least two or three of those but I, we definitely started integrating more and more modern music because that's just stuff the group wanted to do and mm -hmm. i think it's really nice to kind of look at the trajectory and you're talking about like pieces like okay you look the first semester it's like a lot of barbershop doo-wop and like uh those pieces and just seeing where you've come from not necessarily because you want to do those pieces again, but just to understand the the evolution of the group in campus history and trying right. to see like, okay, well, John started kind of adding in more modern pieces third semester and then fourth semester was a lot more. And now fifth semester, we're kind of continuing that and you kind of start to solidify the group's uh, relationship with the repertoire and, and just overall the group's culture because you are looking at the past and kind of deciding, do we want to keep doing this or do we want to change it? And right. kind of just making those uh, shifts based on based on just kind of educational um, looking it all over essentially. Yeah, um, and some of that stuff, um, especially when choosing repertoire, has to do with the group's ability and where they're mm -hmm. at. One yeah. of the things about having a young group is um, a lot of the voices aren't fully developed yet, yeah. or they're not trained or quite yeah. yet. So, um, kind of maybe starting off with a little bit of an easier easier pieces and kind of as the group progresses, start getting into those um, more difficult pieces that yeah. are, I would say, sometimes more fun. Um, yeah. And especially for the audience, I mean, we have a pretty musical campus, so when you perform something that is, um, I guess, more substantial, it's definitely received well, like, wow, that was impressive. Like, yeah. they, I understand the music aspect behind that, yeah. and that was really interesting how they were able to pull that off. Yeah. Um, so I think that's also something to take into consideration when you're doing stuff like this is knowing not only where you want to be, um, but the capabilities you currently have mm -hmm. and how you expect those to progress. Like we, we always encourage our, um, our members to take private lessons, mm -hmm. um, which we're really fortunate to have that UPS just yeah. kind of can help basically help us with that, um, mm -hmm. which is really awesome. Um, but yeah, we strongly encourage that because not just for a musical standpoint, like for helping the group, but we really appreciate each of our members individually and would like them to just become better musicians overall because that's just a great thing yeah. to have. And that was – and the group originally started out as four vocal performance majors and right. like completely uh, changed just even in the second semester. So just understanding kind of – where you've been and where you want to go is huge. Even if it's just down to like, Hey, we don't want to do the same repertoire every two years. Um, <laughs> um, which, which I've seen groups, plenty of groups do. It's, it's just good to have an understanding of the whole, 
uh, the big picture and where you want to take it. I think I think that's just ridiculously important. I think it's really easy for a lot of groups and especially a lot of, uh, and this is what I commend you and the other members on, especially a lot of younger members to not really have an interest in the kind of legacy in the past of the group. Maybe because like, well, that's in the past and that doesn't matter and uh, we don't really care. But I think it gives you a better <laughs> sense of the people who are on campus with you right now. They probably, they weren't necessarily, they very likely were not around when Timbermen were first a thing um, in 2013 and 2014, but by, and so it might just be easy to be like, okay, we're just going to do what we want to do and what works with the campus community. And that's all that matters. Cause these are the only people who are hearing it. But if you, you know, there are other people, you know, that whether it's students or whether it's older students or faculty or whatever, if you have a sense of what the group was on campus and its place on culture, then as opposed to it now, you don't just get a sense of, okay, well, this is what the students here like. This is what it's a sense. It's the timeline of the cultural impact of the group. And I think you, by knowing that better, you can kind of uh, not exploit, but just kind of redirect and manipulate and put it into the place you want it to be essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So we're going to take a, another quick little break here and off their album, shameless plug, we're going to be listening to the extension cords sing chasing cars and we're going to be right back here on talk Appella. again i'm your host john lampus with guest alex lukey uh both members of the university of puget sound timberman one alumni one current member and when we get back we're going to be talking a little bit more about something we've already hinted on a bit about branding and uh place on campus and kind of sustaining a small group so we're going to be right back here on talk Appella. <laughs> Into 
this time Chasing cars Around our Just lay here Would you lie with me And just forget the world You're listening to community-supported Acaville Radio Streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org Acaville, where every instrument is portable. And welcome back to Talk Appella. I'm your host, John Lampus, here with Alex Lukey, and we've been talking about small groups and the social impact of being an acapella group and legacy, all those fun questions that we've just been sitting around and unpacking. And uh, something we are just kind of kind of end this episode with discussing is talking about uh, kind of branding, figuring out your place on campus, and kind of sustaining a small group. So, Alex, if you just kind of want to talk, because I definitely had specific experiences trying to keep it going. You've had specific experiences. I just love to hear uh, what you've kind of had and what you, the struggles and uh, trials you have faced trying to keep a small group afloat. Well, yeah. Well, one one of the things in mind is that I'm the president, and that we also have a marketing chair. And so for a lot of branding, I'm going to my marketing chairman and I'm asking him to do things. And my role in that is basically getting permission from the school to do certain things. So like if I'm mm-hmm. looking to get posters put up somewhere, I have to go to the school and say – and request that. And mm-hmm. then I can say, OK, we have this permission and then go from there, go to my marketing chair and get him um, mm-hmm. involved afterwards. Um, and that's something important to keep in mind is just the um, – responsibilities of the different members and how you've divided up that power um, mm-hmm. and what that looks like. I mean, I would for sure say everyone in our group has like their input is valued regarding branding and like what they want us, what like we want to look for and like mm-hmm. present ourselves as. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so on that front yeah um i'm not as necessarily important at a player in branding but also um it's important to note that like we're still using all of the same like the logo and for the most part the ideals um as the original group even though mm-hmm. that wasn't very long ago mm-hmm. so it's pretty easy to do that um and so on i guess on the campus it's interesting because we have kind of a niche crowd i mm-hmm. would say we're almost like the underdogs of the acapella scene on campus mm-hmm. um so for people that are looking for like oh i want to be a cool hip like fan of like one of the lesser knowns like <laughs> we're definitely we're definitely like there for that um but also i mean we want to be more than just that we want to be someone that people are excited to go see and perform yeah. and like like oh the timmerman the timmerman is gonna be there i'm for sure gonna go like stuff like that um and so for that um getting off on campus is really important and um vital to keeping it going because if people don't know about you like yeah you're not going to be doing well Uh, you have to get your name out there you have to be performing um continuously um it not only just helps with the brand but it helps you guys stay like active yeah um gets those skills going so regardless of what you're doing in college like if you want to continue to perform or just get better at public like anything public speaking performing um just being out there is great um yeah i would say with along with all of that it's really it comes down to the amount of energy your members are willing to put in Mm -hmm. um Marketing and branding is because of how social media and stuff all this works now. It's the accountability is so spread out. Um, each member is equally accountable regardless of their position within the group. Um, like you can all ask your friends to like come to concerts and get start promoting just on a mm-hmm. friendly basis. Um, and with the help of social media, like just other people seeing you perform. Um, they're going to market for you basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you put on a good performance, good show, your name's going to start spreading regardless. The same thing goes if you put on a bad show, you're probably going to lose a yeah. couple of people. Yeah. Um, and so that's really important to note is that um, almost that I wouldn't say customer service, but like mm-hmm. what you're providing is your image. Big, yeah. Your image. It's big. It's big. It's, it's in this day and age. It's a lot, has a lot more of an effect than um, just classic, like putting up a poster to come see something. I like if there's something agree. behind the name, that's what you're going for. Yeah, and I think that touches importantly on the idea of like sustaining a group because I feel like you know when groups dissolve and they don't sustain themselves, it's it's not because some outside force does it; it's because the individual members lose passion for it. Or they don't want to. They they're not feeling important, and I think what the only the thing that makes members feel like what they're doing is worthwhile and that they matter is going out and having successful performances and getting that because i mean you don't want to be a performing ensemble that doesn't perform much or isn't known for performing and if you go out and have successful performances or even semi-successful performances and you get people who enjoy that and you get that feedback from people you get just a really um it's it's just a great feeling when you feel like what you're doing is making people happy and entertained and Mm. i think like one of the biggest things groups can do to, you know, 
pe- people don't want to join a group that doesn't have a great brand or a great reputation. They go for the group that they not just that they feel fits them musically, but that they just feel is the right one based on their image. And I think if a group can just perform and create a lot of goodwill and between not only giving goodwill through performances to the audience, but instilling goodwill on the members through the audience's reaction to the performances, like you just get so much more. Like I, you know, it's the lowest points are going to be like the slog in rehearsals where you're just not getting the notes and it's just not coming together. And then the high points are going to be like after your big performance and you just nail it and everyone's coming up to you and saying how great you were. And you know, you're always working towards those moments. Cause it's not just about like ego and like, look, people say I'm good, but it's about creating a, a feeling of, uh, give and take and symbiosis and goodwill between the audience and the group. And that's, and I think and that's the thing that keeps groups going. You don't, get in an ensemble and not perform you want to always be performing and always kind of establishing that really awesome relationship between yourselves as a group and your audience right you're you're fighting to stay relevant yeah. i mean it's it should never feel like fighting if it's if it's starting to feel like fighting you might want to change your approach up a little yeah. bit um but yeah you're constantly trying to make your improve make yourself better make the group better um and with that comes the reputation along um with everything it falls in place like again i'm gonna keep reiterating this amount of energy and time you put into something Mm -hmm. if you really care about something someone else is gonna just see that um Mm -hmm. and it's gonna it's gonna really show in your performance um because if you don't care if you're not practicing by yourself if you're really just kind of just showing up to rehearsal kind of like uh it's yeah. rehearsal i have to come if you're just not into it honestly you're doing not just just only the group a disservice you're doing yourself a disservice mm-hmm. um and so yeah it's really important to bring that energy to show that with the crowd mm-hmm. um or it doesn't necessarily have to be a crowd it could be you could just doing singing happy birthday for one person yeah just that person um and that as long as like their days but like you live in their day you make their day a little bit better i feel like that's like a small victory i know it's really cheesy but no, like totally honestly as a performer that's what you're here to do absolutely um, and i think sometimes you can lose sight of that when you're sitting in the rehearsal room oh, gosh really i've been working on the song and it's just not coming together yeah. right now you can you can really very easily lose sight of that and just kind of start yeah. to get disenchanted with all of these things but yeah. um yeah i for sure the big um acapella um performances we have on campus where all the groups get together those are so great for mm-hmm. all of these the reasons we've already said um it's it's fantastic yeah and i think all these things you're talking about in regards to like doing yourself a disservice and trying to create you know goodwill with the audience and your place in campus it's like all that stuff is so much more important and heightened when you're a young group because mm-hmm. like other groups you know maybe they don't have the best they don't perform as much for a semester. They don't do quite as great. Um, if they've been doing it for like six or seven years, they're like, people aren't just going to be like, Oh, they're gone. Like people will, people from the past and people are going to remember how good they were at one point, And they're going to still have a place on campus culture and like have kind of an enduring legacy. But when it's like a group like Timberman, when you're so, when you're three years old, um, it's really easy to you don't have that to fall back on so you always got to be like putting your best foot forward and creating the best group that you can because 
you want to establish that legacy for future generations and keep that legacy and that hard work a part of the culture of the group. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, being young has a lot to do with it. Um, also, just college age people, mm-hmm. like they're more they they're really like out there to get stuff done. They really wanted. They're passionate about things. They're trying to find their passion. Mm-hmm. Any number of reasons that they've decided to join any group. Like mm-hmm. those, you want to kind of appeal to that and get that going because young people, we tend to we tend to go a little overboard sometimes and mm-hmm. sometimes we were a little bit too reserved um i know i can tend to be too reserved um and so when you have the rest of the group really actively participating that helps bring people out of their shells and it helps um i would say ground other people that are getting a little <laughs> yeah <laughs> too far-fetched with uh, what they're shooting for um and it gets it creates that nice environment that i think any group would is should be striving for it's a really nice um place to be it helps everything get going um, yeah yeah as because if you're happy people like again you're not just performance group you're not just seeing all the people that are coming to your performances at performances mm-hmm. you're a college student so you're gonna be walking around you're gonna be eating lunch you're gonna be talking to someone and someone's gonna come to you and say hey are you a member of the timberman you're gonna be like mm-hmm. wow i am how did hey. you know that <laughs> yeah it's 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 a great experience i, I love when that happens oh, i, love it I mean that's just ego padding but like yeah it's it's really cool to see how like interconnected the campus is and how performances really can improve um, relationships with people. It's great. Absolutely. I think that is just about all the time we have today, but I can't think of a better note to close out on. Alex, thank you so much for being a guest today yes. on Talk thank Apella. You. So Alex, if people want to get a hold of Timberman or see what you're all about, how can they do that? Oh, we have a Timberman Facebook page. Ooh. I would appreciate you all to go check it out. Um, Timberman Acapella, I believe, is the name of our page. That's being run by our marketing chair, and I think he's doing some great things with it currently. So um, we'll keep you. That'll keep you updated with all of our performances, um, what we're planning on doing, getting to know the members. I know we need to add two currently, um, mm-hmm. but that's best place to do it. Boom. Awesome. Timberman Acapella on Facebook. We're pretty sure they're the only Timberman Acapella group ever. That's I checked before I named it that. Uh, and then, everyone, if you want to get a hold of me, you can tweet me at John Lampus. But more importantly, tweet at the studio at Acaville Radio if you want to be on an episode of Acapella, you have an idea for an episode, or you want to get involved at the station. We are always looking for fresh, young blood, and we are currently in a bit of an expansion, so we're looking for more people to join us here at Aquaville. It's super fun. You can have a show like this. Make your own. It's awesome. So, Alex, thanks a ton for coming on and talking with me about all the fun and tricky subjects needed to be unpacked (laughs) in regards to legacy, in regards to being uh, the social aspects of acapella and branding and your place on campus and small groups, yada, yada, yada. So, thanks a ton for coming on. Everyone, you've been listening to uh, Talkapella on Aquaville Radio. I'm John Lampus, and for everything acapella, stay tuned. She, 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 she only ever, 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 ever walks to to count, count her steps. Eighteen teen strides and she stops to abide by the law that she herself has set. That eighteen steps is one complete set, and before the next nine right and nine left, she looks up, up at the blue whispers to all of the above don't let me drown 
Don't breathe alone No kicks, no pangs, no broken bones Never let me sink Always feel at home No sticks, no shanks and no stones Never leave it too late Always enjoy the taste Of the great, 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 great world of hearts As old dogs everywhere Bark, 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 bark It's worth knowing Like all good fruit The balance of life is in the right and ruin